Strength arises, we wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord. Strength arises, we wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord. was right from scripture. This is in Isaiah chapter 40. Um, it says, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. 
They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And what a promise we have, especially this year. I don't know who, who's weary. I am. <laughs> I am. But in the waiting and in the weariness, he promises his strength and what hope we have in him. Amen. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Holy, holy is he. Sing a new song to him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. Sing that again, worthy. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. Holy, holy is he.
you have revealed your glory among the nations. Preserve the works of your mercy that your church throughout the world may persevere with steadfast faith in confession of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever.
Thank you, Amy, and praise team. You ever receive an unexpected communication, uh, something that you weren't expecting to receive? Maybe it's a, a letter in the mail with an unexpected refund. You go, woohoo, another, some more cash to spend. Or maybe it's something bad, an unexpected bill. Uh, maybe you didn't get the refund, but you actually owe more in taxes, which is always a, a great thing to find out. Maybe it's a surprise communication. You're, you're deep in thought, and, and, um, and you know you're not by yourself, and yet somebody taps you on your shoulder, and you about jump out of your skin. Maybe it's a surprise visitor, uh, something maybe even small, maybe as small as a, a mouse can be a surprise visitor, or a mosquito, or a fly, or as large as a loved one that you didn't expect to see. I, I never, forget, never forget when we were younger, we were at the KFC, uh, the Colonel Sanders Cafe in Kentucky, off of 75, and I believe it's in Corbin, Kentucky. It's the original uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and we were in the Kentucky Fried Chicken ordering chicken. I know that's a big shock. And I, my dad was with us, and my my mom, and my my brothers, and my sisters, and, sister, and and all of a sudden, in in the line at this KFC, somebody went Bob, and my dad said TJ, and in this line in in KFC was my uncle TJ, which I don't think we'd seen in four or five years. It's just an unexpected surprise uh, to, to see him in that manner at that place, or maybe an unusual manner of communication. Uh, anybody ever receive a, a telegram? I'm just curious, anybody? No, no hands raised here, so, so nobody in here has re received a telegram. Do you know you can still receive telegrams? And so uh, my, my, my wish from, from my church is that would, somebody would send me a telegram so that I can say I've received a telegram once in, in my life. Uh, but you can receive them. So may, maybe you've received a message or a messenger or something in an unexpected manner. And today we're going to talk about unexpected communication. We're going to talk about Elijah. Uh, Elijah, we've talked about Elijah waiting. We've talked about uh, Elijah going. And this week we're talking about Elijah listening. Um, God speaks in many familiar ways. And as uh, this is, even though this is different, it's kind of a familiar format. You know, here's a preacher and he's, he's going to talk about a, a, a certain passage. So that's, it's not completely unusual, even though uh, the setting right now for this week and next week we'll be back to more of a normal setting is a little bit unusual. But, but God uses the Bible and God uses the church and God speaks through worship. He, he speaks when we serve, but, but sometimes God speaks in unexpected expected ways. In fact, oftentimes, the unexpected ways that God speaks are the most life-altering ways. And oftentimes, it's the most life-affirming. All of us have had those instances where, where God speaks in a way we didn't expect. He speaks through a person or he speaks through a circumstance. And it changes the direction or the course of our life if we listen. And this story of Elijah is one of those moments where Elijah's life is altered in a, an affirming way by God, but it's unexpected. Now, as we've traced through this story, we, we saw Elijah and he's waiting by a brook and he's being fed by ravens and 
Josh illustrated that in a very gross way a couple weeks ago. We, we see him with a widow and, and, and we see him raising from the dead the widow's son and, and God providing. And then last week we talked about how Elijah goes and prevails over the prophets of Baal and Asherah. Uh, he has this great showdown and, and, and he prevails and, and then God sends rain. And so we find Elijah at the top of the world. He is a hero. He is, he is beloved. He is the one who has shown that God can be trusted. He is the one who has caused the rain to come. And then Jezebel threatens him and Elijah runs. He runs to Beersheba and he leaves his servant there. He, he runs into the wilderness and while he's in the wilderness, he thinks to himself and he tells God it's time to die. He's really fed up. Even though he's coming from this great victory, he's fed up. And God feeds him. And once again, he sends him 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Horeb, the Mount of God. And when the Bible says 40 days and 40 nights, uh, one thing it means, it may mean literally 40 days and 40 nights, but what it probably more likely means is a long time. That, that he goes on this long journey to Mount Horeb, the Mount of God, a place where we can believe that he's probably encountered God in the past, and into a cave. And God says to him, he says, what are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah says, I'm the only one who's been faithful. Anybody ever feel like that? <laughs> it's only me. And they're trying to kill me also. God says, go stand before the mount. I'm going to pass by. And as he stands before the mount, there's this strong wind and there's this, there's this earthquake and, and there's fire. There's a lot of commotion. And the Bible says God wasn't in the strong wind. He wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the fire. But he was in this still, small whisper. God speaks. Why are you here, Elijah? Once again, Elijah gives his little story, his little spill. It's only me. I'm all by myself. <laughs> and as a preacher in an almost empty sanctuary, I kind of feel like that myself this morning, and the others are trying to kill me. And God says, you're not alone. Uh, there, there's many that have been hidden caves by Obadiah, who we talked about last week. And I want you, what, what I want you to do, Elijah, is go find Elisha. And, and I want you to move and allow Elisha to be your colleague, and I want you to train him and allow him to be with you. Now, now, there's so much, and, and that's what Elijah does, and, and next week we'll talk about how Elijah's story finishes. And uh, he's got a flaming chariot in the sky. You won't want to miss that, so you'll want to be here. Uh, I believe I will bring a flaming chariot and put it on the stage, so you'll want to be here just for that. There's so much in the story. It's, it, it's actually the first sermon I ever preached was this passage. And actually, I began my preparation in chapter 17 with the story of the widow. And I was supposed to preach on a Sunday night, and I got snowed out. 
And so I moved to the next chapter, and I was going to preach that. And I got snowed out the next night, and I just kept moving through the story until eventually I ended up in this chapter. And this was the first sermon I preached. And I can remember a little bit of different feeling preaching that for the first time on a Sunday night with a, a few dozen people in a sanctuary and preaching that to preaching this now again to an empty sanctuary. The sanctuary looks a lot like that first Sunday night I preached in January. Not a lot of people in here, uh, but 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 there's several things, typical things that I'm just going to mention in passing, because I think it's important to see it in, in this little passage. And, and the first thing is this, even the up can find themselves down. <laughs> in other words, you, you can be a pretty upbeat person. Uh, you, you, could, you could be in, in a high place where things are going well, and it's not completely unexpected uh, to find yourself a little bit down. Uh, even after a great victory, or a high, and, and I don't know how anybody else is, but typically I'm pretty up. Uh, as, as Ron Lewis at Tri-County Nazarene used to say, I'm up or I'm getting up. But, but even in, with my personality, I can find myself down in an unexpected time, and Elijah is down when he shouldn't be down. It's always good to get to those places where you have sensed God in the past. Uh, and that's what Elijah does. He goes to Mount Horeb, and I believe he's there because he sensed God's presence there in the past. And he knows what he needs is a fresh touch from God. And as I think about our time and the restrictions that we've been under and, and some of the normal things that we've not been able to do, uh, and, and the truth is church is not the only place where we encounter God. We encounter God in many different places. But for many of us, the church, the gathering, the community has been this significant place where we have encountered God fresh week to week. And for many of us, it's been taken away. And I understand your fears, but I'm concerned that in this time when we're beaten down, we are unable to find ourselves with the people of God like we should. I don't know what the answer is to that, but there's a concern, and I believe that this cannot be the new normal, that God's intention for his people is not for us to sit isolated in our living rooms, in our bedrooms, in our PJs, watching church, but he wants his people to be together. Be honest with God. Elijah is honest with God, and, and God actually has him repeat his little story. And sometimes I think God has us repeat it because it's good to hear ourselves say it. So those things are typical, and, and probably the first time I preached this message, I probably talked about those things, and I think they're important enough to, to at least mention. Uh, but this morning I want to focus on these last three thoughts that I think are important in the story of Elijah and important for us in the place that we find ourselves in. The first is this, God often speaks best when we're at the end of ourselves. Elijah was ready to give up. He was ready, he just wanted to 
die. He was sick of it. Um, there are times in 2020, I can't say that I've wanted to die, but I can tell you very clearly and firmly, I am so sick of 2020. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever said that about a year, but I'm ready for 2021. Can I hear an amen? Yes, I heard amens all over Marysville. I'm tired of the things that we've had to do. And I have a feeling I'm not the only one. What I found is that God speaks unexpectedly clear in these moments if we listen. You know, the question is, why? Well, why, why does God speak so clearly? Does God intentionally bring us to these points to get our attention, to make us desperate? I know in St. John's of the, the cross and the dark night of the soul, he, he kind of suggests that sometimes God brings us to this point of breaking, this point of desperation, so, so that we get to this place where we're just desperately searching for him. That could be. Or is it we become so self-dependent, so busy doing, that it's when we stop depending on ourselves, when we finally stop the doing, that we're able to listen. Elijah was at that point. I can remember several years ago, I was sitting in my father-in-law and mother-in-law's house in, in Beckett Ridge in Westchester, and they had a, a really nice custom-built home at that point, and, and um, it, it was one of the best-built homes. I watched them as they built it. It was probably one of the best-built homes I've ever seen built as they put that house together, and you know, it had every little detail, and brick and, and wood trim, and and I'm sitting in the living room with Jim and we're watching TV and I look up at a light fixture and there's two light fixtures focused on their fireplace and the light fixtures were different. <laughs> in this custom built home, the builder had made a mistake and put two different fixtures above the fireplace. And I mentioned to Jim, I said, Jim, what's going on with those fixtures? He said, yeah, they messed up when they built. And it was sitting in the chair <laughs> leaning back, that I was able to get a different perspective. And, and all of us have had those things happen in our homes where we look and we realize there's a hole in that wall or there's a stain there or there's something going on. It's, it's just a different perspective. I love the story of Isaiah. It says, in the year King Uzziah died, Isaiah saw the Lord. And what's interesting in this story is it doesn't say in the year that King Uzziah died, the Lord showed up. It said in the year King Uzziah died, Isaiah saw the Lord. Maybe Isaiah was at a place where he finally stopped and looked. You know, we are in a place of different perspective right now. It doesn't mean that God has not been with us, but, but maybe this is an invitation for us to look up, to stop doing, to stop striving, and listen for the voice of God. Now, in this story, 
And, and I think in our story, I think it's good to expect the unexpected. God speaks in unexpected ways. As we read the story, I'll never forget Dr. Manley was here uh, four or five years ago, and he talked about how God spoke in a burning bush. And he said, if I was God, that's the coolest way to speak. I'd never speak in another way. <laughs> but God only does it once. He speaks in a burning bush. He, he uses angels. He, he speaks with a loud voice from heaven. He, he speaks in a quiet whisper. He even uses a donkey. <laughs> no comments, please, to speak. And God speaks in these unexpected ways. And, and we've all re received that unexpected advice. Terry and I always laugh. We think about when Spencer was born, he was terrible to travel with. And, and so we had, we had driven to Florida with the boys. And, and Wyatt was about eight. And Dylan was about six. And, and we were saying, oh, we were talking. We weren't even thinking the kids were listening. We were thinking, you know, really, this trip's too hard to make with Spencer's a baby. We don't, we don't know how we could do this trip and have a car down here. We can't afford all of us to fly. And, and Dylan spoke up, six-year-old Dylan said, well, sure you can. Why don't mommy and Spencer fly and Wyatt and us, and Wyatt and me just ride with dad down in the car? And we went, well, that wouldn't work because... That actually would work. <laughs> and so this unexpected advice from this six-year-old. And sometimes we get advice in that way. I, I remember my grandmother was a saint. And uh, she, she was one of the best ladies that I ever knew. And, and, and as I'm thinking about this story, I'm thinking about my grandma more feeling a little bit down in her living room. And in her living room, she was a typical 80-something. Uh, her living room was like 900 degrees in July because she had the heat on. So you're sitting there sweating but loving the conversation and missing the conversations even now as I think about it. And, and I can remember as a college student, someone that didn't have my head quite screwed on right, uh, that was doing things that I probably shouldn't do, trying to comfort my grandmother with the story of Elijah. Talk about Balaam's donkey. And yet I believe that God was using me, even in her life, someone with a greater spiritual journey than mine, to speak God's words to them. So maybe God has some unexpected people uh, that he wants to speak into your life. Are you listening? You know, there's purpose in God speaking. You know, God doesn't just speak. He just has to pat Elijah on the forehead and send him on his way. But, but God gives direction for Elijah. He had more in mind for Elijah. My, my feeling is for our church, for me, for you, God has more in mind for you. It's times like this that mission can be clarified, purpose can be reestablished. And maybe even in a time like this, God will allow us as a people, as a church, to redefine what his expectations are for us and our expectations are for him and what he has in mind for us. Finally, God's voice often directs us to others. God says, find Elisha. You've been by yourself too long. You know, God doesn't say, 
Elijah, I want you to hang out at the mount. Why don't you stay here and, you know, I'll speak to you. Instead, he says, you need somebody to walk with you. For most of us, my feeling is what we need right now is not these more private, inspirational times, but we need each other. Coming soon, uh, we're going to be talking about better together. We believe as a church, and as I preach this to an empty sanctuary, it feels so empty, but we believe we're better together. I believe that all ago, God has held our church together. Our community has suffered from this pandemic. And we need to find a way back, not to just normal, but a way back together. Why? We're better together. I was just talking to Stephanie before this sermon, and everybody acknowledges, you know, God places universal truths into, into this world, and these universal truths come from God. Every good thing comes from God. And I believe everybody recognizes this power of community, this ideal of being better together. So we're going to be looking at ways to emphasize this in the coming weeks. We need each other. It's in our DNA. And I don't believe that this current reality, I sure hope not. I don't have the face for TV evangelism. I don't believe the future of the church is this current reality. And in fact, I believe this current reality should be showing ever more our need for each other. And I believe each week we don't meet, we are more hungry for those times when we can meet. You know, in Elijah's life, there's a lot of commotion and noise. There's all this victory, and there's this rain, and there's this end of the drought, and uh, there's people that are trying to pat him on the back, and lift him up high and build his ego. There's an evil queen that's bent on killing him. There's earthquakes and strong winds and fire. And the truth is, as as I have prepared this message, what I realize is we live in a noisy world. We live in a world where it's easy to get caught up in the drama or the noise or the chaos or the the acclaim or the negativity. It's easy to get caught up in all those different things. In this chaotic, noisy world. But my prayer for you, my prayer for our church... My prayer for myself is that I will hear beyond the noise and hear the still, small, unexpected voice of God. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we give you praise and thanks for this story of Elijah. 
We're, we're thankful, Lord, for technology that allows us to meet even when things are a little bit different. But Lord, we don't long for more technology. We long for more community. And so, Lord, we're praying for a way for us to meet again. That as we gather back into this room together next week, that we'll not be satisfied with simply a physical connection, but, Lord, we will look for those deep-down connections where we really get to know one another and love one another. The reality of life, the reality that, that, that you build into this place is relationship, loving each other, loving you. So, so Lord, as a preacher, I'm not satisfied with, with just doing it this way. We'll, we'll do what we have to do. But, Lord, we're praying for better days. I thank you, Lord, for, for your still small voice that still speaks. I pray even now, Lord, that as we go through this day, that we will not leave this message where it is, but we'll seek to hear you and listen to your voice however you speak. I love you, Lord, and I give you praise in this moment. Be with us and keep us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless, folks. See you here next week.